Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And this week, one of our nurses brought us a fun, uh, a fun bomber. Bomber, right? It's yeah, a big bomber. Bottle. Yep. From the Swinging Bridge Brewing Company in Fall Rip, River Falls, Wisconsin. Let's try that one more time. Yeah. Swinging Bridge Brewing Company in River Falls, Wisconsin. Never heard of them. Never heard of them either. Cool. Nope. I'm excited. This is kind of what, I don't know, our secret wish was, was we'd start putting these shows out and then people would send us things we can't get. So yep. here we are. I, Two I, weeks in a row. I don't think we can get this anywhere near here. No. It's, it doesn't look like they have any distribution whatsoever yet. It's all just local to River Falls. I keep wanting to call it Fall River and I don't know why. So. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Even, I'm even reading it off the back of the bottle and I thought the same thing. Yeah. So this one is a cherry limeade. Berliner Weiss, 3.5% ABV, so nothing. This is going to taste like a cherry limeade from Sonic. We can drink the Sonic, thing. maybe. Yeah, I, fine. We'll see. We'll see what it tastes like. So fancy bottle with some uh, with some wax on the top and yeah, it has that Maker's Mark red. Yeah. Oh, and it's pouring pretty red too. That's that cherry we got in there. It's way red. Nice. Thank you, sir. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, so one of our nurses, Julie Stuber, was on a contract up in, in uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and uh, went to this brewery at least twice, I think. They, and this was her favorite. So I'm, I'm, and I love a Berliner Weiss anyway. Like, that's, if you want to talk about a gateway beer, yeah, that's definitely one of them. For sure. Yeah. What's the alcohol on this one? 3.5. So not enough for what Dolan would be into. No, not at all. Good enough for us. Nope, nope, not at all. All right. All right let's give it a shot. Whoa. Yep. That's way more sour than I thought it would be. Mm, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I like that. I'm not getting the cherry, though. I mean, a little bit. I, okay, wait a minute. I got... Yeah. I don't know. We'll try it again. I was going to say, I got more of the lime. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you got to let it... You, you got to get into it a little bit. Yeah. Second drink. Yep. I have a, I have a three-drink rule on my untapped. Okay. I don't ever want to give it a rating before my third drink because it changes it does and like instant like maybe the first time you tasted it it was you just had something else mm-hmm. by the third time you should know what you're getting into i've got that with like having someone try sours for the first time yeah. the first one's gonna be like oh god mm-hmm. what i get myself into the second one's like uh, okay then the third one you're finally into it and you're finally realizing what you're doing yeah right and it tastes amazing yeah Oh, that one's good. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Really red, pinkish red color yep. on it. It's that's true. That mm. is one of the things. So give me the history of a Berliner Weiss. Well, first, first I'm going to drop a little something else on you, Rich. Awesome. I prepared. Awesome. I, I went with the history of lemonade and limeade. Oh. Because I thought, well, we got a cherry limeade flavor. Yep. Uh, which is something that you do with Berliner Weiss style beers is usually use syrup to change the flavors. You'll see those. Um, in breweries, mm-hmm. most prevalently, that makes them. And there's kind of like a standard flavor, basically. What you get is that lactobacillus okay. sort of sourness. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of breweries will make syrups, like pop syrups or whatever, that you can choose and use as much as you want. And you're basically making the beer yourself. Mm. So the beer is done. You're just adding flavor to it afterwards. Oh. And there's a brewery that does that in South Dakota. Um, I, had some, I had a beer like that um, in Lincoln. Somebody did three or four different flavors, and they'll usually do something really cool. Interesting. So it's like almost like a like a choose your own adventure style mm-hmm. thing. There's four or five different flavors, but so 
that was the reason I started thinking about this. Okay. Um, and I could trace just start like lemonade or limeade back to 1000 AD was the first time it was ever wow. created. It was in India um, because sugarcane and lemons were from there. Hmm. And usually everywhere except England and a few other European countries, but everywhere else around the world, um, lemonade is cloudy because it's usually um, hand squeezed or that's usually the property that you're using. Okay. Um, those other places where it's not, it's because it's carbonated. So like Germany and England and France, they have this thing for carbonated lemonade ever since the mid 1800s. That's what they've had. Okay. That's just a flavor thing, I guess. All right. Um, but here in America, we don't have that. That's the same style as, as Berliner Weiss. It should be cloudy. You shouldn't really be able to see through it too much. Um, if you were to take the flavor out of it, like the coloring, mm -hmm. it should be a little bit cloudy and murky. That's the traditional style. And then I saw something that was talking about um, cherry limeade, which is this one, right? Mm -hmm. So that's been around maybe since the mid-1900s only, that flavor combination, at least here. Um, and then it was really popularized um, by a place Dolan likes to go, mm. Sonic, for happy hour. Oh. Does he like to go there? I don't, I don't know. They don't, sell, he? they don't sell beer. Uh, well, that was the first time he went. Oh. He thought he was getting he something like that. He misunderstood. So then when he realized it was just a dollar off a drink, he was oh. like, eh, yeah. I'll, I'll hydrate this way. So, but they make them there. Cherry limeade's mm. kind of popular thing. And then like Minute Maid, I think, Coca-Cola company, they make a canned version. Uh, some craft like pops sodas. If you go to the grocery store, you'll see cherry limeade cherry flavor. Limeade. So yep. it's just like a soda fountain thing, really. Mm. Um, but it's been pretty popular. So now you'll see them every once in a while. I think I've maybe only had one other beer that had this in it. So um, that's that's the history I had just for that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Blender Vice. Like you said earlier, this was around three, three and a half percent. That's usually the standard um, alcohol level. Um, we kind of touched on it the other time when we were talking about the cranberry tart beer, mm -hmm. just because you want it, you don't want it to be overpowering, kind of an all day sort of situation with this. Um, it's brewed uh, basically a variation of the white ale. So, like the one of the first episodes we did was the white Belgian white. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a similar way to do it. Um, Brewing wise, it's just a matter of what you do afterwards it changes okay. it. So, you can either sour it on purpose, you can do what they used to do, like in Berlin, where the style was kind of came from Berlin, Hamburg, um, mid 1800s, um, and even somewhat before that, when they were making this, the way they would make it sour is they would brew it like they were doing the Marzen or the Oktoberfest beer, so early okay. in the year. And then they would kind of pump up the alcohol a little bit. And then they would take the bottles and they would bury them in the sand or the ground to kind of keep them warm, mm. warm them up a little bit. Okay. But protected from the elements. So they would, it was too cold to do like in a cave or, you know, the basement of a building situation. So they would just bury them out there someplace and let it get funky on purpose. Basically sour them on purpose or mm. spoil them on mm -hmm. purpose. Because that's really what you're getting into is that spoiled flavor or characteristic of the beer. So it's beer kimchi. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's basically what it comes to. It's just not fermented that long. But, okay, right. Um, and they would dig them back up later on in the year and, and see what you get. So that style um, is kind of similar to what smaller craft breweries are doing, Okay. only in the fact that it's probably a little bit different every time. You could use the same recipe, 
Um, but when you're doing it that way and fermenting it afterwards, maybe fermenting it in the bottle, adding a little bit of lacto to the to the bottles that you've you've done, mm-hmm. um, you don't always get the same flavor every time. So it might be a little more sour or tart than others. The levels will be different, but the the characteristics will be the same if you're using the same recipe. Interesting. Okay. So that's kind of where it started. Was like a lot of beers in Germany. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Germans. Again. No doubt. I read something. I don't know if this is true because it seems so crazy to me. But at one point in time, this this was the most popular style in Germany. Uh, and at one point in time, there were 700 breweries in Germany making this. Wow. Which seems it was probably accurate before yeah. you could actually ship beer and stuff. Right. But by the time of the 19, let's see, did I get 1800s? There was 50 breweries in Berlin making it. By the 1990s, there was two breweries making it. Whoa. So like a lot of other things, it just almost died off. It just faded out. And it started coming back here again in the 80s. So when the craft beer explosion happened and Mm -hmm. people were home brewing, this is another one of those styles that came around. Interesting. Do you think you could credit any of the, like the wine coolers or the lower alcohol beverages that... They came about to them to the style coming back. Maybe? I think it's probably it could correlate somewhere. I mean, it's light drinking. Mm-hmm. It's just another one of those things, probably where it was probably more of a market grab. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we need something that isn't going to knock you over, and sure. it's not an IPA. Yep. And, you know, somebody that doesn't drink beer mm-hmm. would like this thing. I, I think uh, once again, we talk about gateway beers all the time. This mm-hmm. is exactly what this is. Yeah. No bitterness whatsoever. Just super low ABV. It tastes like. The more you get into this, it tastes like a Sonic Cherry Limeade. Right? Yeah. It absolutely definitely. does. It def- I get, def- as it warmed up more, I've got more and more cherry mm-hmm. flavor out of this thing, which yeah. is pretty delightful. It's almost one of those things where maybe the maybe the, the beer fridge is too cold. Is that possible? Where, yeah. I mean, if I mean, maybe you want to drink Coors Light or Miller Light or whatever that cold. Yeah. This, maybe not so much. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for that, and a lot of the specific breweries will put like temperature recommendations on their packaging tells you what to serve it at or what to drink it at um a lot of times stouts will do that um sometimes sours if they get a little bit warmer they will open up a little bit yeah um but if they get too warm it's almost that bacteria that um stuff that basically makes that tart flavor Mm -hmm. can get overwhelming if it gets warm Hmm. so i usually it's like ice cold or a little bit warm-ish out of the fridge a few minutes um, is where you'd kind of want to go with these. But yeah, that's you're definitely just, right. The more the more it kind of warms up mm-hmm. a little bit, the, the flavor has changed. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Swinging Bridge Brewing Company, River Falls, Wisconsin, opened in March of 2017. Oh, you know, has, pretty new. Has not been around long. Um, gentleman by the a- by the name of Dustin Dodge was a home brewer for four years. Uh, attended the University of Wisconsin. He's a Eleven-year Air Force veteran, still cool. uh, still does some uh, reserve work, I believe, in his uh, in his spare time, according to the bio there on on their website. So, thanks for your service, Dustin. You make a hell of a beer too. Yeah, this so. is delicious. Yeah, uh, tap rooms located in downtown River Falls. This doesn't look very big, um, but eighteen taps, real kind of rustic, homey looking wood tables, wood floors. Cool. Um, 18 taps total. It looks like they've got a, a just a ton of different beers. And it's interesting that you said, especially with this one, where you add some sort of syrup, because they also make their own soda. Oh, yeah. They own pop. That's cool. And I guess, what part of the country is that? Is it soda or pop up there? It's 
It might. Well, it might be pop. Is it soda up there? Is that what it is? In 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 Wisconsin, it's pop here, right? It's pop here. It's probably it probably reaches pop up there. We're gonna go with pop then. So they make their own pop, and uh, one of them is a cherry limeade. So I'm almost wondering if that's if they use that syrup in in this. So yeah, Uh, but then it's super family friendly. They uh, you can you can even tell from like the the picture they've got board games for kids and and stuff like that. So like a lot of other breweries that I've been to about you know that Mm -hmm. family friendly like that. Um, they also offer they offer uh, cold brewed coffee too, which it looks like they use in some of their stouts as well, and then appetizer sandwiches, that type of thing. So it's, I mean it's a it's a fairly limited menu for for a brewery, but there's still something yeah there. Um, it's open. Let's see, closed on Mondays, open Tuesday through Thursday, three to ten, Friday three to eleven, Saturday eleven to eleven, with a number of like there's other stuff going on downtown, so they're open you know longer. And then Sunday, 11 to 9. Um, looks like a fun place. And for just having opened, it doesn't look like they have many employees. It's him, a brewer, and like maybe two or three staff, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, that's but cool. It's right downtown. So I, I, I can see why Julie and Darren found that place. Well, it looks like it's just set in maybe an old, like an old shop, like maybe an old, it almost looks like as you walk in, maybe one of those old soda fountain places. Oh, that'd be really cool if kind that was of. the case. Yeah. And then, then maybe that's the tie-in with their making their own sodas. Maybe. Yeah. Soda pops or pops or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So a couple hospitals nearby use a lot of travelers. We we do a ton in Wisconsin. Um, I was talking to the client manager, Mark Stock, who does a lot up there. And uh, it's, a, it's a year-round thing. They use... They still use some during the winter. It's clearly harder to get someone to go to Wisconsin in the winter. Right. Right. But uh, they still have needs all the time. And this isn't the only brewery up around there. There's quite a few up around that, that area. This was just the one that she that she brought forward. I have a theory about that, Rich. Like right. Wisconsin and Minnesota specifically, right. um, there's a lot of breweries up there. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just because a lot of people had – they needed something to do. When it's so cold and stuff, like people started homebrewing at home and sure. then got good at it, and now they have a business because, like, that was what I mean. Especially some of those mm-hmm. first really northern places, you're having a really short summer and fall, right? Yep. And it's like spring and maybe a little bit, and then winter most of the time seems like. And I think when it's like that, and maybe even so, true with some of that Alaska, the one we were talking about, right? Um, there's just not a lot to do. So there's like this is something to do mm-hmm. and have fun and get people to come over and. You know, try your stuff. Try it out. And I hope that that what you're saying is cool is true. That it was an old like soda fountain. That'd be really cool. It looks like. I mean, it looks like that kind of storefront where it just it it's just in smack in the middle of downtown. Yeah. And I could be wrong, man. It could be like an old Gibson's or yeah, you know, or whatever. But it looks like that. It looks cool. I think um, one of the breweries here in town, which is Infusion, that's in Benson, they have mm-hmm. um, their tap room there. It's set up to kind of look like it what it used to was, which I think was like an old butcher shop or something like that. Oh, so the tile is um, period mm-hmm. to that stuff, and they didn't really change uh, where the bar is is where the counter used to be. Okay, uh, so they they embrace that old building, and I think that's really cool for these craft breweries to do. They don't have to, you know, adhere to a national standard or mm-hmm. design. They can kind of do what they want to do, which is neat. I think the uniqueness of each one of these breweries is is what gets me is every one of them is different in their own way and they're all super proud of how different they mm-hmm. are, right? I mean yeah. they, they all embrace that. Yep. 
whether it's names or designs or just styles of beer or what they put on an inside of their place, mm -hmm. it's kind of a cool way to stand out, but also do something that's, you know, like a brotherhood or whatever of the same, you know, they're making beer, mm -hmm. just like everybody else is making beer. They're just standing out in the way. I also noticed too on their, their tap handles for in, in the brew house, it are, they have the, the state of Wisconsin, like right in the middle of it. Oh, that's like cool. a little cutout of the state of Wisconsin. So, yeah. And uh, you know, embrace where you're from, right? Mm -hmm, own, for sure. You know, and give back to that community. So. so around here, I was looking at just some of the other breweries that are close to where we're at in mm -hmm. the Midwest that make these um, styles of beer. And Exile Brewing Company in Des Moines uh, okay. makes a year-round version because some of these are just summer beers. Um, right. But Exile has one called Beatnik Sour that's a year-round Berliner Weiss, and mm. it's about 3.5%. Um, they have – they're kind of right in the middle of downtown Des Moines. And they have amazing food. Like, hmm. if I'm driving through, I stop there to eat. And then, like, then I'll maybe have a beer or two. But wow. um, it's specifically, for me, it's like a food spot. They have, like, these truffle fries that are amazing. Wow. Uh, if you're into that sort of stuff, or, like, okay. a big old double patty burger, oof, yep. super good. Yep. But they make a good sour, especially this kind. It's a, it's a not flavored one. It's not, like, a fruity one. It's just, yeah. like, a standard. Uh, but it would go really good with, you know, a quick lunch if you're in that Des Moines area. Mm -hmm. um, Boulevard makes one. Now, um, Cross Train. Yes. That's what, that was like their bread and butter. That mm. was the beer, the homebrew that, that yep. won the awards, you know? Yep. And that was the one everybody wanted to try was the Qualitiers, mm -hmm. you know? And they finally put it out this year, and I had my share. Oh, I did too. So I go way back with Qualitiers. That was the first one I ever tried of theirs. That was the one that got me... That, that hooked me. Yeah. And yeah, that's when I went home and told my wife that night that first time I met Bobby and Scott and I went and told, told my wife, I'm, I want to invest in this brewery. And she's yeah. like, you're crazy <laughs> and go to bed. Yeah, no. But, I had their beer, maybe it was around the same time, it was at Extreme Beer Fest. Mm. It was in February, uh, a few years back. Mm -hmm. And this was back when um, they would let home brewers pour beer at these, comp like these sort of shows. Right. Um, There's a law in Nebraska basically says that you homebrew clubs cannot do this. Right. And it had always been just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And then they started enforcing it recently. But mm -hmm. back then they didn't. And these guys uh, were there. And I had heard from Steve Seitner, mm -hmm. you got to go over here and, and check this out. Yep. So Extreme Beer Fest in here in February in Omaha, it's called that for a reason. The alcohol content of those beers usually is north of seven or eight. Mm -hmm. uh, and some are, you know, in the teens. And the best beer I had that whole day was Qualitiers, Qualitiers. at like 3.2%. Mm. And it was the only beer, the whole beer fest <laughs> I went back and had more than one time. <laughs> so that's like stuck in my brain. And then uh, when you go into Cross Train, their tap room, they have that big painting on the wall. Mm -hmm. And there's that koala up in the corner with a, he has like a necklace, like a yep. chain on. And everybody was like, when are you going to make that beer? Yep. And it finally came out. So that's Omaha's version of this style, I think it's the only one that I know of in town, yeah. and it's super good. And then also down in Atlanta, because I know we put a lot of nurses down there, and um, Sweetwater Brewing Company, oh. they have one that's like almost a 4%, so it's kind Ooh. of high-ish, but it's still in the realm of, of Berliner Weiss style, but that one's bottled and is there all the time as well. Hmm. Now I heard, and I don't, I don't know, and we'll, we'll, we maybe should save this story. We'll bring it up again when when we do one of their beers. Mm -hmm. So Boiler is a uh, in Lincoln. It's uh -huh. Boiler Room. Is that Boiler Bo Brewing Company? Boiler Brewing yep. Companies, which makes some pretty incredible beers. If you're ever around, if you're ever around Lincoln, it's downtown Lincoln. Yeah, their tap room's amazing. Um, but 
I heard, and I, don't, I think this is true, that so Bobby Cross, Scott Strain, right? Mm-hmm. So Scott Strain taught the dude from Boiler how to make a, a Berliner. Yeah. And it was that beer that won him the Sam Adams Brewing the American Dream. Yeah, there was a raspberry version is of that. that. Yeah. So that's true then. Yeah, he made that. Um, he made that beer. I don't know about when or how it happened. I, I know that the guy that runs Boiler, his name is Tim Thompson, mm-hmm. and he was a home brewer for a long time. And he and another guy, um, they used to be like um, a partnership, homebrew partnership team. Like So they mm-hmm. would brew together, right? Yep. So he, Tim, runs um, Boiler, mm-hmm. and the other guy, his name is Brian, and he runs, makes the beer... Um, I think it's 5168, I think that's the name. Oh, the uh-huh. brewery that supplies the beer for like local and, and all the places in Lincoln Inn and Omaha. They have a tap room. Yep, there's in, a tap room down yep. in uh, uh, Midtown Crossing. Midtown Crossing. Yeah. So those guys were a home group, homebrew group or team, and then they split off. Uh, they still brew together sometimes hmm. for fun, but um, they split off and, and they both run breweries in Lincoln. So, yep. But that beer came from that. And yeah, for sure, they he won the homebrew competition and that's kind of what started boiler was just having that national acclaim right so yeah that's so a lot can be a lot can be done with a three three point five percent beer right with just a low abv beer mm-hmm. that's interesting so but so julie and darren thank you again for uh bringing us the swinging bridge brewing company uh what was this? we're gonna get the it right city Cher- yeah in river falls wisconsin river falls Yep, Cherry Limeade Berliner Weiss. Thank you so much. That was... Uh, it was delightful. They brought us two bottles, one for this and then one for us to drink later, and that won't nearly be enough. I no. think that's... I could drink one of these by myself, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Next week, um, you know what? I, I don't even know. I don't... I'm going to let Brian choose next week. Okay. We're kind of at this crossroads now where we can really start spreading out so that's what i'm thinking okay maybe we should let dolan choose one of these days the can would be empty by the time we get yeah you're right i'm i'm rich i'm brian and this week we're not drinking anything because (laughs) dolan drank dolan's been here and did the setup yeah yeah all right so we'll see you next week Mm -hmm.